what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. For organizations looking to enhance their customer relationships, this is Stepping Up Service. Hello and welcome to Stepping Up Service. I'm Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group and with me as always my partner in crime, Ed Gagnon from Customer Service Solutions. Ed, how are you doing? Doing great today. How are you doing, Alan? Yeah, doing really good. We're having uh, some good good hot weather here and it's nice to be indoors where it's nice and cool and uh, good to be talking to you as always. Today we've got, uh, I'm really excited about today's topic. Reason being, you know, we're both small business owners and, and managers of small small companies, relatively small, speaking to uh, a lot of the big industries out there. And all of the customer service talking that we've been doing in this podcast since day one have been lessons and things that can apply to any level of business. I mean, it could be whether you're brick and mortar, whether you're online, whether you're large or small. But, you know, I get a lot of questions and feedback from people that say, you know, I'm with a small business or I run a small business and I really need to focus on customer service. It's maybe more of a challenge for me because we don't always have quite the resources, the money, the staffing to really build the depth that we want in customer service. But yet we still have to do these things. So, Ed, I'm excited in that today we're actually just going to focus just on small business. And it sounds like to me that you've got some examples or some stories that we're going to talk through, some great examples of service excellence from small business. That's right. And and, uh, these are all true stories. They all happen. They all have their own unique lesson, real quick nuggets uh, for the listeners to take away from every one of these stories. Perfect. Now, they're not all positive ones, though, right? No, no. There's uh, little things that can be improved in in several of these, but uh, in particular, one is really negative. So uh, we'll we'll kind of talk about that and what kind of lessons we can learn from that one. Okay, great. Well, we'll look forward to hearing those here in just a moment. So just as a quick reminder for everybody who may be the first time you've listened to this show or anything on the Mesh Network, you know, this is our show about customer service here on the Mesh. We have been hosting this show, I think, uh, for several months now and trying to talk through all aspects of customer service service, service excellence, things that people can take away from uh, from this episode and hopefully apply to their own business or uh, whatever organization they're a part of. Uh, the Mesh is a network of a lot of shows we've got online, so please take a listen and visit us at themesh.tv to see any other shows we have available that you can take a listen to. So with that, let's go ahead and jump into our first example or story. And Ed, I'm just going to let you take it away. Okay. Well, well, Alan, let me ask you a question that relates to the first story. Okay. Do you like to vacuum? I love vacuuming. <laughs> what do you love about vacuuming? Well, you know, in all honesty, I'll, I'll say this. I was saying it when I said it, kind of joking, but you know, the more I think about it, actually, I see vacuuming the same way as I see mowing. Is it's very much a I can get in the zone. I can just think about one thing and one thing I'm doing, but my brain can still be toying with other ideas. It's not so time mentally consuming uh, like some other tasks may be. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm, I'm I don't necessarily love vacuuming myself, but it, it's kind of nice, kind of like with mowing. And when, when you're done. You see the the fruits of your labor immediately. I mean, oh, things yeah, that's true. Immediately, that's great. Well, his first story is about something relating to a vacuum. True story. There's a lady named Ellie uh, who lives in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and all of our stories are going to be in either North Carolina or somewhere in the southeast because that's where our, our businesses are located. Sure. Uh, but uh, Ellie visited the Oric Vacuum Store on Haynesville Boulevard in Salem, and she needed service on a vacuum. However, it wasn't an Oric vacuum. And okay. it wasn't purchased at the store, and it was only one month old. So Ellie brought it into Ork because the manufacturer that she purchased it from said not to ship it back to them for repair, but instead 
bring it to a local repair center. And she wasn't familiar with any uh, local repair centers for that particular vacuum, but she knew about the Org store. She'd passed it a lot of times before, knew about the brand, so that was the first place that came to mind. So he, here was the issue she was running into with this one-month-old vacuum cleaner that was not an Org. Uh, the cord would not unwind fully. So the cord winds up automatically, and when you pull it out, you're supposed to be able to clean several rooms without plugging and unplugging it in, but you could barely vacuum one room because the cord was so short. Okay. It was just all tangled up. So the vacuum would run, but it was a hassle to use. Uh, so she brought it to the York store. The York store asked if they could hold the vacuum, work on it later. Ellie said that would be absolutely fine. Uh, later, an employee from work called the customer and said that the issue was resolved. Okay. Uh, he had worked on the cord, got it untangled, tested it about 10 times to confirm it worked well. Uh, and so she asked, well, great, H- how much do I owe you? And his response was, not a thing. Hmm. So th- this situation where the customer had an issue, the company provided a solution, it wasn't even for their vacuum, and it didn't cost a dime. All right, well, Ed, that, that's a really nice story, but I'm going to play, I got to play devil's advocate on this. Okay. How, how do I, as a small business owner, uh, manager or somebody at a small business, how, how can I, what's my justification for doing that? Because it sounds like this guy just spent maybe a few hours of time not getting compensated to help this one customer. Sure. Well, uh, first of all, it's one of those situations where he, he fortunately didn't have to spend hours of time. He did check it multiple times and it ended up taking him about 15, 20 minutes to, to fix it and to check it. Okay. But the second thing to keep in mind is on the back end, they got a lot of great word of mouth. She's told many, many friends, many, many relatives about this story. Uh, and it was a situation where it's that, that almost priceless PR and marketing that companies look for. Look what this organization did with me. You hear about how great their products is, their service is just as great as their products. So on the back end, they got that kind of a fix. Now, what the employee did is he didn't necessarily go in intending to fix it for free. He intended to take a quick look at it, try some things, and if there would have been a, a part that was required uh, that cost some money or if there was going to be some kind of intensive labor, sure, he would have called the customer uh, and he would have offered uh, some different alternatives to, to get it fixed and what the cost was. But since this was something that he could do fairly easily, it didn't require additional parts, uh, from his perspective and, and that store's perspective, this is something that they were open to and willing to do for free for a customer. Okay. So the idea being, you know, if, if, there again, if, I'm, if I'm a real numbers, money-focused guy on this, the, the idea is that, okay, yes, I may have spent a little bit of time for no cost helping this, this potential customer out. The outcomes are, A, this person may become a future customer of mine, so I've already built up some goodwill, goodwill with them. That's Secondly, cool. this person probably has friends and family, I would assume, that they're going to tell people about. So if you gain one new customer because of this one exchange you just made, this, this 15, 20 minutes of your time, uh, it's well completely worth it at that point. Right. And if he would have said no to the request to take a look at it, obviously there would have been no positive word of mouth. There would have been no potential to, to have this customer for the future. If he had said, yes, but I'm going to charge you uh, and said that up front, no matter what I do, it's going to be a $50 fee, then again, they might not have gained a customer or maybe they would have gained it. But in this case, the, the avenue that he took was pretty flexible. You know, yeah, let, let's see what I can do. He didn't say no immediately. He didn't say, yeah, but it'll be $50 no matter what. He said, let me see what I can do. Let me try. And in trying, maybe he would have done something that would have earned some revenue for the company. But in this case, he did something that earned a lot of goodwill. Very nice. Okay, so the, 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 the lesson here for the small business person to hear 
is that sometimes it's okay to give away a little bit and to do some things, not always uh, worrying about the nickel and diming on things. The overall goal is we are trying to help build uh, a, a loyalty and build relationships with people because we know in the end that's going to lead to some good things for our business. Right, and that's one of the big differences between organizations that focus on customer service versus organizations that focus purely on sales. Too often, organizations that focus purely on sales are concerned with every transaction making a nickel. Yeah. Organizations that are focused on customer service are thinking, how can I keep a customer that's going to give me a ton of nickels in the long term? Perfect. And if you think a little bit more long term, you make more decisions like this for the long term. Perfect. I like that. That's great. Okay, so good good first story, good lesson to learn from that for the for the small business person out there. Let's move on to your second story. What have you got for us there? Okay, this is the bad one. Oh, boy, here's the bad one. Okay, Here I'm ready. Okay, and this is a personal story, so if I rant, I'll apologize up front. <laughs> no, no, uh, ranting's okay. Go ahead. I love ranting. ranting. Is good. Okay, good to, good to know. Uh, yeah, I, I went to go get uh, the newspaper on a Sunday morning, and uh, this this happened actually a couple of years ago, and I noticed water flowing from my garage. Which is always uh, a good thing, by the way. Yes, you know, that, that's what you expect to see when you're just walking out in your pajamas and your glasses and your hair's all messed up and you want to start the day kind of in a relaxed uh way you see water pouring out from your garage so uh, i looked in the garage and the water leak the water heater was leaking Um, so i called the plumber and this is a sunday morning after one ring it was great the company answered they promised a prompt response from serviceman since i was talking to obviously somebody in the call center and the response came 30 minutes later great Uh, i explained that our water heater also heats the house based on the type of water heater it is. And after a very cold Saturday night, my wife and child needed a warm house as soon as possible. Yes. Uh, basically, the uh, serviceman said, someone will call you back at 8 o'clock Monday to schedule a diagnostic check and probably order a replacement. Okay. okay? So basically, we were going to have another cold night. At least this time, we knew we were going to have a cold night. We ended up sleeping in a neighbor's house uh, that Sunday night because this was uh, during the winter when all this happened. Sure. Um, of course, nobody called Monday morning. Uh, so I had to call them twice. The first time I called them was because they didn't call at 8. The second time I called them is because they didn't call back after my 8 o'clock call. Uh, the customer service rep couldn't find any record of the Sunday conversations I had with the employees. So again, they logged my information, and we scheduled a diagnostic check for between 1 o'clock and 5 o'clock. Does that sound familiar, Alan? Yes, it does. The four-hour window. There you go. Uh, that day. Uh, At 10.50 a.m., I finally received a call regarding my Sunday conversation, uh, but then they couldn't find a record of the appointment I had just set up an hour earlier with the rep. Wow. Okay, I know this is getting crazy and confusing, but it continues. Oh, no. Uh, Fifteen minutes later, and believe me, I documented all this because I was livid, uh, (laughs) I was told that my address was entered incorrectly and my appointment would have to be rescheduled. Oh, no. So, for the first time in my life, Uh, Even though I'm in customer service, I I, I usually can avoid doing this. But for the first time in my life, I asked to talk to the service manager. Uh, Uh, He listened to my situation and my sense of urgency. And his resolution was to call a plumber from another company. Really? And install a new water heater. All right. So let's kind of tally the score here. Yes. Uh, Six people from the first company spoke with me. Yes. Three times they logged or updated my information. Okay. Got it. Two times they scheduled me. Right. One time, they got the address wrong. Uh-huh. One time, they lost my appointment. And two times, they said they'd call back and did not call back. Wow. 
So this is, you know, a company with, every time I talk to somebody, they were really, really nice. They picked up on one ring on Sunday. They, they had all the best intentions. But this company was so disorganized that they lost my business to another company. And you know what's the funny thing about this, Ed, is that it kind of goes back to some of the dialogue we've had in, in episodes past. Like you just said, the people were really friendly and nice. So it's not a matter of these were just horrible people to talk to, like sometimes you have in, in customer service experiences. This is a situation where these were people who sounded like they were very nice, but the fact that they were so disorganized in how they handled service calls, it's caused you to get so livid about it and rant about it to some degree with, I'm sure, people and family and friends you have. Sure. Um, so, you know, you can be the nicest people in the world. You can go through all the nice training of how to talk pleasantly and, and say the right words to people. But if you don't have the systems in place to back it up, uh, you're doing yourself more harm than good. Right. That's exactly right. I mean, it's one of those situations where customer service is driven by the attitude and the skills and knowledge of the employees, but it's also driven by processes. And you can have the best people in the world, but if they had to go through a process like I went through, or they have to fill out the same information three times, or they get transferred four times, or the, the other organization doesn't do what they said they would do, that, that customer is going to be complaining about the process. And that's exactly what happened here. You know, it almost sounds like to me uh, one thing that I, I think harkening back to some of your advice in previous episodes, if you don't mind me repeating you in, in this situation, where it sounds like that would have really uh, – somebody could have really taken a, the lead in that and trying to fix that situation is to do some of that uh, – their own self-mystery shopping in a way to try to have somebody go through the process of calling in and setting up an appointment and having a follow-up call made the next day or whatever it may be just to make sure that the process is in place – to, to do what they say they're going to do because exactly. then they could easily spot those, those faulty points and try to fix them before it becomes a problem again. Yep. That's exactly right. I mean, just cause you put a process in place doesn't mean it works as designed. And at some point companies got to check up on themselves uh, to make sure that, that they're delivering what, what they think they're delivering. All right. Well, that's, that's a rough one. I'm, I, I hate that for you. <laughs> believe me, I, I've been there with situations as well. I kind of joke about how, you know, I will keep a little spreadsheet myself about all the interactions I had with that company just because sometimes it's just, it's so overwhelming to me to even look at it in list form and realize how bad a, a customer service experience got at its worst point. So very, very interesting. Well, Ed, we're going to take a quick little break and then we'll come back and we'll hit uh, two more great stories that we hope people that are involved or own or manage small businesses can take and learn from some good examples to use when trying to improve the service environment at your own organization. Uh, again, you're listening to The Mesh. You're listening to Stepping Up Service. I'm Alan Jackson with The Jackson Group, Ed Gagnon with Customer Service Solutions, which we can learn more about his company at cssamerica.com. Did I get that right, Ed? Got it right. Okay, cssamerica.com is where you can learn about customer service solutions. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back with the rest of our show. Calling all golf fans. Don't miss your chance to volunteer for the 2012 Greater Hickory Classic, October 8th through 14th at Rock Barn Golf and Spa. There are over 18 different committees to choose from, including walking scorers, caddy support, and television, just to name a few. For more information on volunteering, visit us at www.greaterhickoryclassic.com or contact our tournament office at 828-459-4000. 
Hello and welcome back to Stepping Up Service. I'm Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group. With me is Ed Gagnon of Customer Service Solutions. And we are right in the middle of our four stories for great service excellence examples from small business. Uh, we've already hit two. One was positive, one was negative. Trying to tell these stories that we hope small businesses can listen to and take some great advice or kind of messages from these examples that you can take in and implement or incorporate into your own business to help provide even better service for your customers. So Ed, let's get to your story number three. And story number three is more about uh, just the consistency of the experience we get from uh, an electrician. This electrician is called Amherst Electric. And and what makes them special is that this company uh, is the company that you call on the phone and they immediately answer. Okay. You, you ask for advice, and then I'll give it to you over the phone. Okay. Um, you know, they won't say, well, we'll charge you 80 bucks to come take a look, and then we'll let you know if it's something you can fix on your own or if you need us to, to fix for you. I mean, they'll give you the advice over the phone. If you want to try something yourself, they literally will give you some pointers to consider. I've done this several times myself with Amherst, you know, literally saying, I have this situation. This is where it is. I'm thinking of doing this. Is this something I can do by myself? If so, any hints? And then they'll either guide me in the direction of how to do it best myself or how to actually uh, uh, get something scheduled with them. And if I do schedule time with them, they actually show up when it's scheduled. Okay. And it's the kind of company you want to refer to others. You know, It's the kind of people that are a joy to talk to. And I had all these personal experiences with them. Uh, and then I'm reading through Angie's List, which is this publication where you can evaluate different service providers. And sure enough, uh, in, in, a, in an episode or I guess an edition of the Angie's List publication, they were highlighted as one of those service stars that Angie List's uh, Angie's List tries to highlight. Wow. And, and when you're, they're working in your home, when they come on site, they don't tell you uh, that uh, you need to leave them alone. If you want to uh, talk to them, uh, you know, they'll, they're happy to chat with you. They're happy to walk through the process as they're doing the fix or they're doing the install. If you want to do other things, it's absolutely fine as well. So, you know, there are certain gems out there in the service world, and usually those organizations are gems not just because they're technically proficient, but it's because they understand and live the true value in meeting uh, service excellence. Now, so let me make sure I understand this. So you can call this firm to explain the problem you're having. They could be very likely to walk you through some solutions and ideas over the phone and you're not getting charged for it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we'll, we'll call them up and we'll say this is happening. And well, you know, have you, uh, go, do you have a few minutes? Why don't you go to the, the fuse box in the garage uh, and um, you know, let, let me know what these fuses look like. Or you're getting ready to do this. Uh, you know, tell me what you're thinking about doing, and I'll kind of walk you through some tips. Or you know, this is something, Ed, where you know, we really probably ought to come on site and do this for you. But you know, if it's a matter of advice, they'll give you the advice. They, they are not just looking to, to find a, another appointment to come out to your house and spend uh, you know, $80 or $100 doing something that they can give you some advice on and you can do for yourself in five or 10 minutes. All right. Well, Ed, I, I know this may sound like repeating ourselves a little bit from our first story, but all right, I'm going to put on the CFO hat for a little bit and sure. I'm, I'm kind of freaking out right now. So basically, <laughs> so basically my staff are going to be on the phone maybe for hours on, uh, every day, possibly just giving advice to people on how they can fix their own problems. Where, where is the benefit for me uh, as a uh, company owner in that? Well, again, uh, kind of similar to the first one as well. Not only the good word of mouth they've gotten over time and now the good publicity through Angie's List, but 
Uh, we've personally had announced at least five to seven times, uh, even though there's probably been two or three times where they gave us advice over the phone, and uh, we basically took care of it ourselves. So okay. it's one of those situations where if they just said, sorry, you know, we don't give advice over the phone, but we'll come out and it's an $80 minimum, uh, I might have used them once or twice or three times at the most and gotten kind of tired of uh, an organization that wasn't trying to be helpful. They were just trying to make a transaction and been done with them. Instead, I continue to use them when needed. I continue to ask for advice when needed, and I continue to tout their services as well. So it's one of those situations where uh, if they can, in, in a five-minute call, give me some advice, build that goodwill, uh, then it's not taking up that much of their time during the day, uh, and the, it's keeping a customer that they know is going to come back repeatedly, uh, repeatedly, repeatedly. So it's really playing for the long game in this whole thing. Uh, you know, no, you may not get the $80 service calls like piling up all throughout the week, but they're playing the game of knowing that, you know, we give away some of the stuff now, we build relationships with the hopes that when a bigger need comes down the road or they need to tell their fam- family and friends where to go, we're going to be the one they call. We're going to be the ones to do that work. Right. We've referred them to other folks as well, and uh, it, it's resulted in additional business for them on bigger projects than what we've done. So, again, it's, it's looking beyond the transaction, looking at the long term, realizing maybe you're investing five minutes of your time and, and you're, you're only giving advice uh, when you think the homeowner truly can do what you're asking them to do. But it's one of those situations where it's just part of their culture, it's part of their fabric, and part of what makes the customers won't want to keep going back to Amherst. Very nice. Very nice. I, I love that example. It's uh, you know, it's something that I think we kind of in our own company do a little bit as well. I and mean, I get calls a lot from local organizations, maybe nonprofits, uh, other businesses, just looking for ideas, looking for some suggestions. Sure. You know, we're, we try to be very open saying that, you know, Hey, we'd love to talk to you, give you some ideas. If it's something that turns into something you need us for specifically, great. If it's not, that's still fine. We'd rather see you do the right thing with your business. So we're happy to give out those that advice. And I'd have seen it pay off. I mean, honestly, we, we may give advice to somebody on a multimedia project or a survey project. And then six months later, we get a phone call saying, hey, we're, we, need, we really need like a project to do now. And uh, I don't think we would have gotten that call if it hadn't been for us giving out that advice and building that relationship months ago. So you're playing a little bit the long, long-term game. You're not looking for that immediate gratification of money or, or work, but you know that what you're doing is going to build something for the future. Sure. And just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, you know, in some of those cases that might have been uh, somebody you haven't done business with in the past and now you are business with them. The other benefit to having this in the free informal advice and guidance is to look at your existing clients. You know, maybe you do have – a client that you've been working with for a period of time and and uh, they're trying to figure out, well, what's uh, the best uh, implementation um, approach that they can take to, to act on some of your recommendations. You know, you don't always have to turn that into a major project that's a formal uh, contract for them. Sometimes you can just say, I know we're recommending several different things here. Sounds like you have a good plan to progress. Uh, if you ever need any kind of informal advice, you just want to get on the phone with me in a few minutes and and talk about how things are progressing and, and what your plan is. You want to share your plan with me, and I'll, I'll be happy to give you some informal feedback. I use that word informal a lot with existing clients. Sure. That way, the existing clients know that if they want support, they don't have to send out an RFP. They don't have to necessarily 
uh, find a company willing to give it to them for, for a, a large fee. They can go to people that they've worked with in the past who know their business, can give them that kind of informal advice. And again, you're building relationships, you're building goodwill, and you're building a long-term relationship. Okay, good. Well, I like that word informal feedback or informal uh, thoughts because that, that automatically impre- explains to people, you know, I'm not going to bill you for this. You don't have to go through a big rigmarole to do it. I want to be here as a resource for you. So if we want to talk informally and get some ideas on the table, we're here to do that. Exactly. Okay, great. Well, Ed, what is your fourth story? Well, my, my fourth story starts with a question. Uh, do you have any pets, Alan? I do. I have two black labs. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Two black labs, Jenny and Harper. And uh, they look identical. They're not related at all, but they look identical to everybody else except for us. And uh, <laughs> they are my, uh, they're my buddies when my wife and my kids were out uh, visiting family this week and I had to stay home to get some work done. They were my, uh, they were my ever present companions. They were uh, good, good dogs. That's great. Yeah. We, we have a, a lab that we got about a year ago. Uh, one of those rescue dogs, I guess they call them. And yeah. We had a couple of cats and, and basically uh, we've had lots of cats over the years and they were always strays and, and uh, we, we have a, vet in Charlotte, South Park Animal Hospital, that we've uh, had caring for our pets for uh, about, uh, goodness, about 15, 20 years now, something along those lines. Wow. And, and uh, I went to the vet uh, a couple months back to take in uh, one of our cats, the one that had been in a fight with another cat and didn't exactly win. Oh, no. Uh, so the cat's name uh, is Squeaky or Fifi, Squeaky Fifi. Yeah, we call her Squeaky because she just talks all the time in, in, sound, in a very squeaky cat voice. Oh. Um, but Squeaky was on the mend uh, after having been taken to the vet, so he brought it, Squeaky back okay. to get checked out a second time. Uh, and the vet wanted to just make sure that the antibiotics had worked and that her temperature was down and that sort of thing. Sure. So when we walked into South Park Animal Hospital, the two front desk staff, greeted our cat like she was their long-lost sister. It was, hi, Squeaky. So happy to see you, Squeaky. How are you feeling? Are you better? I mean, their love of cats, or at least in our mind, our cat, you know, was very evident. I mean, they took care of her. They brought her back to the exam room to take her temperature. When they brought her back out to the lobby, uh, the vet assistant told my daughter uh, and I that we love Squeaky. I mean, she actually said that. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking I like cats, but hey, it's just a cat, isn't it? <laughs> Hello, but to them, no, it wasn't just a cat. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was more than a cat. And, and if we think about, you know, how this cat story, this pet story relates to us as human beings, I mean, how often do you go into a business and get a reception like this? Yeah. Hey, Alan, I'm so happy to hear you. You know, oh, how wow. are you feeling? Are you doing better? I mean, uh, you know, how often do people's Face, faces light up when they see you, when you walk into the place that you've been patronizing for a period of time, you've been customer for a while. You know, how often do their voices convey enthusiasm at the, the sight of you? How often do they repeat your name? How often yeah. do they tell you how much they love or care about you? How often are they enthusiastic? I mean, if this is how uh, employees can, can view and treat a pet, you know, surely companies can get to the point where they view and treat their customers with the same love, same enthusiasm, same interest, same kind of personalization. Well, Ed, I, I, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but that's the way all my coworkers uh, approach me when I come into the office every morning. So, uh, 
Oh, really? Yeah, it really? is. It's like, hey, Alan. I the poll of that, Alan. Yeah, how are you feeling? We love you, Alan. Yeah, I get that every day. So I'm kind of used to it. Yeah, your, oh, examples, oh, your, example does, your example doesn't really impress me. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness, absolutely. That's, uh, that's amazing. I, you know, yes, I'm always impressed with those companies where the people generally seem happy to see you when you walk in the door and willing to help. But it's very, very rare, if ever, to see that kind of effusive, just, we really won't, you, we're so happy to see you type of uh, mentality. Um, granted, I wouldn't want that for every business I go into. I mean, I don't, sure. there are certain places I don't, you know, if I go to set up an appointment with a mortuary or whatever, I don't expect them to just be <laughs> over the top. But yet, I think it's, 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 it's knowing what kind of business you're in. If you're there to care for people and to help people, then I think it's totally warranted to have that kind of uh, personality when people should walk in the door. Yep. And it's just one of those situations where you got to think if a business can muster this kind of enthusiasm for squeaky, you know, why can we muster some, something similar or some kind of positive engagement and some kind of personal engagement, personalized engagement for our two-legged customers. It's just something that makes the customer feel special. Well, I think the closest I can see sometimes is I know that uh, my pediatric office where I used to, where I take my boys for checkups and all that, I generally can say that they seem to have about the closest personality to what you described uh, of anywhere I've seen. And, and I would hope so. I mean, of all places, I want that kind of personality to be for my kids when they show up, especially if they're not feeling good or sick. So definitely in the healthcare profession and especially those places where we're caring for uh, sensitive little ones or people in a very tough situation medically, uh, that's always a great, great fit for that kind of environment. But you're right. Even if it's the uh, vacuum cleaner repair place, I mean, there's no reason why we can't be uh, even more emotionally invested in wanting to, to take care of those customers and do the best job we can for them. That's exactly right. So with these four stories, there's four main points just to reemphasize. The first one is to make the effort to help, just like that work vacuum employee was doing for for Ellie the customer. Uh, When we're talking about the plumber issue, get better organized to deliver better customer service. When you think about Amherst Electric, be more concerned with helping the customer than just getting off the phone. And when you're thinking about the South Park Animal Hospital example, convey convey enthusiasm for the customer. Yeah, that's great. And, and And there's so much just from those four together we've really covered a, a wide spectrum of topics that we've actually been discussing in this series in past episodes, but it, you've been able to boil it down to how they all can apply to a small business setting. It's that playing the long game. It's, it's knowing that sometimes you're giving away a little bit of information or a little bit of help in return for a longer term relationship. The whole organization thing. I know we've spent some time talking about that as well, how important it is to have your systems working because you can be as nice as you want to be. If your systems can't support that, uh, it's all going to f- fall fall down, fall apart for the customer anyway. And then that just general enthusiasm for what we're doing. Uh, how great would it be to have more and more of our customer service experiences have that same level of enthusiasm that you had from that animal hospital? How's the, how's Squeaky doing, by the way? Is she okay now? She She's doing fine. She hasn't been in fights lately, which means she hasn't lost lately, which is great. So uh, she still talks as much as ever, is as squeaky as ever, and uh, – uh, you know, all, all that in the end is a good thing. So Absolutely. Good thing. And they got some good people caring for her too. So that's always nice as well. 
Yeah. Great. Well, Ed, I think some good stories, some good examples, and also some good summary of information from previous episodes as well, which is uh, always a good thing. Uh, these are the kind of lessons and messages that sometimes we need to hear over and over again. We need to hear with different examples and stories to really get it across because uh, what we're talking about for some businesses are truly some things that change your culture, change your, your work environment, but it's all for the betterment of that experience with that customer and ultimately, that's going to lead to a better success for your own business. So uh, some great examples. And thanks so much, as always, for uh, giving us that input and ideas to work with. Yeah, well, enjoy it as usual. I appreciate great. that. Well, again, you've been listening to Stepping Up Service. Uh, because we had uh, four great examples, three, neg- three positive, one negative, we're going to skip the uh, you and I both giving our examples for the week because I think we've got those covered pretty well on sure. those, plenty for people to work with. But uh, next time we get together for a normal episode, we will go back to our normal format of giving our personal examples of stories, customer service stories that we've recently encountered. Uh, So until next time, we do thank you for listening to Stepping Up Service. Again, you can uh, listen to other shows and episodes that we have available on the network by visiting themesh.tv. That's T-H-E-M-E-S-H.tv, where you can see all the shows available on the network You can listen to any episode, go back all the way to the beginning if you want to. Uh, We are approaching our one-year anniversary this month. We're very excited about going to be putting together some new things for the network, both in the website and maybe even a new show or two popping up in the near future. If you have any feedback for us, you can send us an email at info at themesh.tv. That's I-N-F-O at themesh.tv. And there's also a contact us form on our website where you can simply fill out a a quick little form if you've got a suggestion an idea anything you want us to address or uh, maybe talk about in the future we would love to hear your feedback on that so i'm alan jackson with ad gagnon ed's from customer service solutions cssamerica.com i'm with the jackson group which is the jacksongroup.com and until next time uh thanks for listening and uh we'll talk to you next episode You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.